You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, uh, this week... We will be discussing the best moments, best games, etc. from the 2019 season. Uh, there were a lot of them for sure, so we got to kind of pick and choose. It, it would really suck to, to have to do this, like if you're the Locked on Orioles podcast. Man, you'd really have to dig deep into the archives to find some some best moments from, from 2019, that's for sure. John that's, Means, is that it, I guess? That's when you have to get creative, you know, best you know, hit to left field yes. by a left-handed batter, you know, during the summer. Something very creative, yeah. you know, that, that that sucks. But uh, lucky that we don't have to do that and that we have uh, to cover a team that's pretty, pretty good and won 96 games. That is for sure. Season. That is for sure. And before we get to that, though, uh, figured we'd have a little bit of fun with um, – there was actually – Somebody threw this out on Twitter. I thought it was a very interesting uh, concept and idea of who is your least favorite player on your favorite team. So the guy who originally did this, I assume he was a Yankees fan because he picked Roger Clemens. Okay. Whichever whichever the teams Roger Clemens played on, Roger Clemens was his least favorite player for that particular team. So for the Rays... Of course, as Rays fans, as Rays followers, we want to like every player, but that's nearly impossible to do. There's always some some bad eggs that that fall through the cracks, whether it's performance, off the field issues, personality, so on and so forth. So we figured we would kind of come up with, okay, who is our least favorite Rays or Devil Rays player of all time? And so we figured we would discuss our least favorite players from all time and from the 2019 season. Uh, Ulysses, I have a good idea who your least favorite player or players would be. So I'll let you go ahead and begin. Okay. Uh, we also have quite a few comments from some of our listeners on Twitter. Uh, some, some things that kind cause it's, there, there's a good kind of six to eight to 10 names that you could throw out and be like, okay, yeah, wasn't a big fan of that guy. And, and the fans pretty much covered those guys in the Twitter mentions. Yeah. Uh, I have to, okay. So first of all, I looked at the 25 men, then would then extend it to the 40 men. Cause an easy answer would be Mike Zunino or, or right. Daniel Robertson. Uh, unfortunately I couldn't really pick those two guys because they just underperformed heavily, yep. heavily, but they just underperformed. I mean, I don't see Mike Zunino striking out and him wanting to strike out. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see Daniel Robertson flailing at a curveball uh, aimlessly and saying, oh, he wanted to do that. No, I know those guys are talented, just didn't have right. their talented stuff. However, I will put up a guy, franchise, that 
did do certain things that were not athletic, that could have been avoided because it's up to him and his decisions to run hard, to 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 do some weightlifting, to maybe mm-hmm. you know trim uh, some of the excess body there, and that's Jose Molina, my man. I knew it. You can't walk to first. You're a yeah. professional player. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Oh, and I I believe he was play, paid over a million dollars the last year he was playing. So, I mean, you are effectively a millionaire. And yes. the job that you have to do, you're not doing. Run to first. I don't care if you're the slowest guy out there. Run. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kiermaier, Pete Rose. These are guys that are running on intentional walks. Are you kidding me? And you can't run to first when when when, when you know you hit a grounder to a third or or uh, you know an in between hopper that might turn into a single if you just get off your <laughs> you know what conspiracy theory. Maybe the Rays' edict and directive was to have Jose Molina wog to first for fear that he would pull a hammy. Okay, and then he would miss. 30, 40 games, and he wouldn't be able to use his pitch framing ability behind the plate as the Rays catcher, his primary duty. First of all, I love that word, wog. Beautiful. Yeah. First of all, I never heard heard of it, so if you just made up with it, made up. Walk in a jog. I did not make up. I did not make it up. I did not uh, trademark it. Well, I love it. First of all, I love that. Um, number two, that's a good conspiracy theory. You know, I love my conspiracy theories on locked on race. Uh, wouldn't be surprised that that's something that was talked about. Like, look, man, we know you're not going to beat an infield single. Yeah. We know that you're not going to be that guy. We want you healthy. We want your knees there, you know, doing the best for this starting rotation because he was in the middle of, of that great rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, that we we talked about, you know, last week. So I like that conspiracy theory. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is too, um, maybe just get in better shape, and so you can can run somewhat to first. That's another. You can option do that, too. right? I mean, I don't think the front office said, yeah. "Oh, and by the way, just keep the two hundred and eighty pounds on you. We're completely yeah. fine with with the body frame that you have right now." No, no, no. Don't, don't do slim faster. Could, you know, you could make an argument that he was the most unathletic. Now, he was older. We'll, we'll give him that, I guess. But okay. most unathletic raised position player ever in history. Yeah. I mean, no. And look, we've and not, seen not a lot of baseball. DH, I'm not, I, I can't go through the list of all the DHs in raised history. Man. But you're playing a position and you're in that form. I don't care. I don't, you don't even have to go race or devil raised player. We've seen enough baseball in our lifetimes, and we're not even that old, but we've seen a lot of baseball in between the two of us. Uh, name, name 10 players that, are fat, that were more out of shape <laughs> than Jose Molina. The one that comes to my mind is Pablo Sandoval, but 10 is tough. Number one, is pretty there you tough. go. Pablo, you got CeCe. You got big, sexy Bartolo Colon. Yeah. And th- those aren't even position players. I mean, pitchers are kind position of players. A, Yeah. There you go. Come on. No. And for me, least favorite Ray of all time, Jose Molina. And it also is your father's least favorite Ray of all time. He Indeed chimed it in is. As well. 
Oh uh, my god, yes. Mine, and again, it's it's kind of picking the hits. Pat the Bat Burl. He was disappointing. Pat the non-bat Burl. And here's why. <laughs> um, first of all, between his time with the Rays, it was bookended by two World Series championships. He wins one in 2008 with the Phillies. By the way, he hit a home run off J.P. Hall in Game 5, which pretty much clinched that one. Then he comes to the Rays, two-year, $16 million contract to provide some protection for Evan Longoria. Disappoints, can't hit left-handed pitcher pitching. I don't know if it was – I mean, I'm sure it was a combination of things. Maybe you, you get a, a, a year older and, and the bat slows down a little bit. Maybe you have a bit of a World Series hangover where it's like, hey, I'm going to party, celebrate – I'll show up a little bit out of shape to spring training. Maybe he just didn't want to necessarily be there in a raised uniform. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm above this. I'm beyond this. The other thing, too, is uh, wasn't really used to American League pitching. I mean, he had been a National League guy his entire career, so maybe right. he may not have had that full adjustment ready. Although, yeah, I mean, I talk about the age and kind of decline a little bit. Although, when he went to the Giants, he was pretty darn good. I mean, he had like well, an 870 OPS when he went and left the race wins a ring with the giants and, and the rest is history. There's a, there's a couple things that when he goes to the giants, you know, there's, there's pitchers there that he recognizes, he recognizes the league. Maybe he feels that also he's in a big franchise again, San Francisco giants, not the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, uh, there's a lot there, you know, there's, yeah, I, I think, yeah, he was in, um, in a tough spot there in Tampa. He, I don't think he ever wanted to really sign with the race. He just had to in the end because, you know, the money was there, but uh, that might've been one of the worst free agent signings that this race front office Mm -hmm. has done. And, and you can count them, you know? Yeah. So, but it was very bad. It was very bad. And didn't um, he have some locker room issues with Carl Crawford? At the time, I, I remember mean, we hearing didn't really that. know this, right? Yeah. But then, like after a couple of years, it came out that yeah, Carl Crawford just did not gel with Pat Burrell. Yeah, and if that happens, that's not good because that's your franchise guy right there. Like if, right. if you can't get along with Carl Crawford or whoever, I mean, whoever's the star of the day in the clubhouse. Like, could you imagine a guy not getting along with a Kevin Kiermeyer or someone of that ilk? Like, yeah, it's it's not going to end well. The other thing too, I guess Pat Burrell was transitioning to a DH role. So maybe he wasn't necessarily – I mean, that is a completely different transformation when you – and even if you're a bad fielder, just going and, and okay, you're the DH, you, you're you're going to sit down for three hours and come up three, four times to hit. That's also an adjustment too. I'm not trying to make right. excuses for Pat Burrell. I'm just trying to kind of figure <laughs> out why it wasn't successful for one reason or the other. And, I mean, you would have thought that the Rays signing him in the – like there was nothing – in his biography that would say, oh, he's he's just going to be terrible with the Rays. It was just something that didn't work out, and maybe that's where you have to look at more of kind of the makeup things and how's he going to fit in the clubhouse, too, going forward. So so that was my pick, Pat it's Burrell. Very, it's, very, it's a great pick. Um, it's a very different thing um, when you can separate, a difficult thing to separate uh, production in the, uh, in, in, uh, on the field and – and how you like that player off the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both picked somebody who just was not good. I mean, was right. not good. I know, I know Jose Molina, everybody's going to be like, oh, one, one more the first year. And I'm going to say, well, second year, he was below replacement. And the third yeah. year, he was negative 2.0, according to baseball reference. So, yeah, I'm going to say that. Uh, 
you can't pick a really good player, your best player, and, and say he's your least favorite. It doesn't matter okay. if the guy just has a, a, a face that you want to punch. Yeah. But, I mean, Houston Astros fans, they're not saying, they're not saying Alex Bregman. Bregman. Yeah. Every, I bet they don't. All, I bet every they other don't say Gardner is the worst. Are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you want him on your team. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're a Houston Astros fan, you like Alex Bregman for one reason or the other. Um, you know, from 2019, we were going to try to do one from 2019. But the thing is, I mean, there weren't a lot of really bad players on the 2019 team. And yeah. the other thing is there weren't a lot of really unlikable players on the, I mean, pretty much everyone there, it didn't seem like there was a problem or there wasn't a clubhouse cancer, if you will, on the 2019 team. Wasn't Blake Snell the guy that said that, the, you know, in every clubhouse every year, there's just one guy that everybody kind of just doesn't really gel with. <laughs> Maybe 2009 with yeah. Pat Burrow. Uh, but he said that in in 2019, that wasn't it. Everybody was friends with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that Will Ferrell movie. Uh, you know, everybody love everybody. Tropical. What's it called? Tropic Thunder. No, no. no. What's it called? The basketball movie. Oh, uh, semi pro. Semi pro. Yeah. Yes. It's everybody been a while, loved, but I did yeah. see it. Everybody love everybody, and that yeah. seems to be the 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 motto there in that clubhouse in 2019. That should be a game. Is guess each year who we think was the clubhouse cancer like okay from the 2014 season who's the club who is the most hated guy that might have to be a segment right there i love it yes uh okay um by the way and again this is not he was a allegedly a great clubhouse guy fun i mean we saw the fun and energy on the field and and on tv but some a guy that to me just brought really nothing guillermo heredia I, know. I just thought it was just like, uh, like every time he was in the lineup, it's like, what's he going to do today? He's not going to provide much of anything. And he really did. Yeah. It, there was not a lot of behind the bat, yeah. but apparently he was, you know, one of those clubhouse horses. Everybody yeah. loved. So yeah. Yeah. On I, this I team, he would not from. sniff the roster with the depth. No, the race yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a deep, deep. I mean, look, where is he playing right now? He's playing, he's going to get 400 plate appearances with the Pittsburgh pirates. Yeah. And he's still going to bat 225 with six home runs. That's what he's going to do, probably. Exactly. Uh, Some of the comments from listeners out there on Twitter. uh, Max Glazer, his choices for least favorite uh, Rays players. uh, Manny Ramirez, Luke Scott, Johnny Gomes. Johnny Gomes, wow, okay. Huh. Hmm. I think it's because, you know what? I have to agree with this. Johnny Gomes, after he left the race, he kind of became a douche. Yeah, that's true. And he did, didn't he win a ring with the Red Sox? Yeah, and then he was so, like all Red Sox. And I think he wanted to fight one of the race player afterwards. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like that's, uh, you got to put a little asterisk where like what he did with the race. Like, did you hate him when okay. he was on the Devil Rays or the race? Okay. So on and so forth. Um, Sujan Patel says, Matsui, dude could not hit for S when he was on the raise in 2012. I feel like <laughs> oh, Sujan. <laughs> uh, if he had performed up to what was expected, we would have made the playoffs. Uh, the Condor says related to this, Pat Burrell, um, he kind of got his years wrong, but basically he just said Pat Burrell. He was bad for us for the years immediately following 2008. Uh, and then he went to the giants and got good again. Uh, Kinton on Twitter says Canseco. Okay, that's a throwback going way back in the day. Wow. Uh, Your father, again, on Twitter, agreed with you that Molina, quote, (laughs) laziest player ever with the Rays. 
I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, Jeremy Thomas. I mean, this is some Twitter handle. Jeremy Thomas, Brady, Taylor Swift. All righty. He goes with Pat Burrell. Short and sweet. Wow. Uh, At Lane Meyer underscore four. Josh Hamilton, Elijah Dukes, Matt Bush. I can tolerate a lot on the field, but drug addicted child abusers, drunken murderers, and women abusers are unacceptable. Can't disagree there. Wow. Uh, Drop drop that mic. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. At Gville, Florida Sports, Matt Duffy. Okay. I, wow, I, really? Matt yeah. Duffy. I mean, I, I, I see it on the field. I mean, as far I as like. <laughs> I see the production on the field not being great, but wow, that's an interesting pick. Yeah. Uh, at Ryan, Ryan P. Kobar says, Matt Duffy, uh, hmm. Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo is not on the Rays, but I, I mean, he's from Tampa. I get your point. Uh, and Alonzo is actually pretty likable, though, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, at Florida underscore West, Aubrey Huff. Uh, okay. And then, yeah, at, yeah, he's he's kind of gone off the deep end. And then at <laughs> Rob Navarez, Derek Norris. There we go. Yeah. I, nobody said Josh Lukey, and yeah, that I think surprises you throw me. Him in. Like, that's another thing, too. Like, I mean, we can just pick out guys that, yeah. Although, I mean, Lukey did get, I mean, he did, I'm not sure how many total innings he pitched with the Rays, but enough to where, like, right. I mean, I think Lukey was more of a raised player than Derek Norris, right? Yeah, I think, I think yeah. I would, uh, yeah. There, th- yeah. Let's just say there's, hey, there's, you can find, you can kind of go through in pretty much every year, maybe outside of 2019, pick out a guy that was like, oh, God, th- this guy either off the field or on the field was frustrated and dislikable in some shape, form, or fashion. All Indeed. right, coming up next, we'll discuss the best moments of 2019 one of the best moments of 2019 we'll be doing that all week and i think this first one everybody can agree it probably was the pinnacle or one of the pinnacles of the race season from an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12 pack of beers while you watch the game sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast and that's where postmates comes in If you're like me, you probably started thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late-night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Don't you miss Postmating stuff and then watching a baseball game, Kevin? Absolutely. So easy. Oh, and I just wish baseball was back. I guess you could you could throw on Fox Sports, Sun, catch a replay some, of a Rays game and do some Postmates. Some and reruns, yeah. Yeah. Although it's it kind of it kind of ruins it because you know they're all Rays wins that they're showing, so it's like I like to not, I like not knowing the outcome. You know, what would be nice situation. Um, like old old games. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to start doing. Retro games, man. Yeah, like 
Devil Rays games, maybe. Yeah, there, there yeah. weren't a lot of good moments, but it, it would be fun to kind of reminisce and see some of you know, see a little Fred McGriff. I, I'd like to see Lupinella losing his. You know what? He did that quite a bit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but make it a Rays win. I, I, I don't yeah. mind the winning thing. I don't want to watch losing <laughs> baseball. You don't want to watch like no twelve baseball. nothing blowouts. <laughs> no. no Baltimore nope. Orioles twenty nineteen moments. Call me crazy, Kev, but I'm all about the W. Yeah. Speaking of W's, there was a pretty big one during the 2019 season in October when the Rays won the AL wildcard game against the Oakland Athletics. Ulysses, I think you and I can agree that this was one of, if not the best pinnacle moment of the Rays 2019 season because it gave hope going forward. Like after they won that game, it was like, man, this team could do anything they could be wild card sweethearts right right here and they were they looked like they were unbeatable at the time we've definitely talked about how you know getting to the playoffs after 2012 is like a two-step process with the Mm -hmm. wild card it doesn't really feel like the playoffs but it most certainly is i mean uh you have to win that game though to yeah. feel like you went to the playoffs because it, it it really doesn't feel like you went to the playoffs when you play only one game. You yes. know, it, it just feel like you had to do a tiebreaker, a one game, one sixty three. I mean, that's mm-hmm. probably how you know the Texas Rangers felt in, in twenty thirteen when the Rays beat them. Right? Uh, did they? Act, that's it. That's that's how they felt. You know, one, one more game. Can we agree? So the the wild card should be at least like a three game, five games. I mean, I, I think five-game series, to be honest, at least. You know, I think if there's one of us that wants more change, I think that that would be you uh, yes. uh, for, for baseball. I'm okay with that change. you got to have more than one game there, man. You, you play mm-hmm. 162 games, yeah. and you're going to decide on one game. It's not football. It's not it's football. Not football. It's yeah. not football. You need the series. Now, make it very difficult for the wildcard teams. Make it doubleheaders. Make it yeah. uh, oh, no travel day or something like that. I know you have to have the travel day for media purposes, but whatever. The point is, let's talk about how great this win was. And yes. this win started with a lot of ace talk. Everybody in national media picked the A's. They were all about the A's. I mean, it was really disgusting. And I get it because the Rays had kind of been on the losing end. I mean, whenever they played the athletics, it seemed like the Rays found a way to, to blow that game or they didn't right. play well. In the Oakland Coliseum. But then again, Kev, like they played seven games. I think the the series went three and four. Yeah. So it's not like, I mean, come on. Yeah. And But everybody was all about the A's. And there was this big thing on their starting rotation. Who they who would they go to? Mike Fires or Sean Mania? Mike Fires was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sean Manaya's numbers were incredible, but in a limited time setting. They went with the lefty. Yeah. So Kevin Cash had to utilize his lineup to put a bunch of righties. And who does he put leading off? Nobody else but Mr. Protein Shake, Mr. Bulk Whey Protein. Mm-hmm. Mr. Yandy Antithesis Diaz. of Jose Molina. <laughs> yes. Yandy Diaz. The, maybe and, the wow. most non-prototypical leadoff hitter ever you don't see many leadoff hitters built like uh that can like bench 500 yes yeah yeah no uh, he's no Juan pierre that's for sure <laughs> no, no. uh he's Juan pierre if 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 captain america was played by Juan pierre when he comes in into the machine 
he would come out looking like Yandy Diaz. Oh, yeah. For Absolutely. Captain America. Um, so, boom. It starts off with a bang. A home run, opposite field, off the lefty, 1-0. Let's go Tampa. I mean, doesn't that get your juices flowing? Yeah. Lead-off home run. What better than that to, to silence 54,000? That was the other thing that, like, I mean, Oakland, Oakland fans came out for that, for that they game. They did. Yeah. And they were, they were sorely disappointed. Um, and then what's fun, like, we, we talk about the home runs because that's how the Rays scored all their runs. But right. Charlie Morton, too, being able oh. to get out of several jams, starting with the one the first in the inning. Of the first inning. Like that could have gone haywire real quick. <laughs> yeah. Was it, didn't he pitch over 30 innings in that first inning? 30, 30 pitches. pitches? Yeah. 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 I mean, wow. But it felt like 30 innings. <laughs> oh, it, it felt, yeah, it felt long. It felt long. And that was, again, that, that wild card game was really, I mean, the first time in a really long time where I, I was glued to my seat and glued to the, the television screen Yeah, pretty much every minute, all three and a half hours, however long that game was. You couldn't miss a pitch. I mean, you were on edge the whole time. Okay, then second inning, Avi hits another home run of Sean Manaya with a guy on. So now it's 3-0. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Morton, again, has a difficult second inning. So it's shaking the pitching. Yes. He's grinding it out. The offense is there. It's 3-0. What happens in the third inning, I think, was the final punch yes. into the guts of not only the fans in the Coliseum, but that dugout. I think that that, that opposite clubhouse just went down when Yandy Diaz again takes him deep off Sean Manaya. Oh, basically the same home run, Kevin. Same pitch. I, honestly, you could put a side-by-side of those two pitches and those two home runs. They looked exactly the same. It's like, what is that the scouting report just pitch up and away to Yandi? Because that scouting report had had some flaws in it. Or maybe <laughs> yeah. Yandi knew that was coming. There you go. That's Preparation. it, too. Yeah. And then, of so, course, you have uh-huh. later on in the game, Tommy Pham hits a, hits a moonshot, too. But, yeah, well, I think after the, the second Yandi home run, it was like, yeah, unless the Rays really screw it up, right? then there's no way they're not getting out of here with a W. And, and, it, and, and, and but, but – I think the most important thing to say, going back to what the national media was saying, was how much firepower, how much bomb uh, skills the A's power mm-hmm. lineup had. Uh, where was that? Because I just saw a bunch of bombs from Tampa Bay. Yes. That, and that's the other thing. I don't think they really took into perspective, like, okay, Yandy G- Diaz missed half the season, and this is what this is what he can do. Avi... Garcia has really sneaky power. He hits doubles up the middle in the gaps a lot, but if he needs to unload one, he hits some of the longest home runs of the year for the Rays. And that's funny. I mean, if if we had played a a five-game, seven-game series, maybe maybe the Oakland Athletics' power kind of shows itself a little bit more. But for one game, it can can be quiet. I don't know if you had had Blake Snell and Tyler Glass now going, you might not get many opportunities to hit home runs or, or hit good pitches or whatever. But... Yeah, it just goes to show you that anyone in one game anything can happen and it was just you know the other thing too is like the defense really stepped up. To, there were a lot of ground balls and a lot of like okay, you need to make a play here, you need to double play here 
and the Rays getting out of jams here and there, that that was big for Charlie Morton too. I know kind of Mike Brousseau struggled a little bit. He, that, right. that was like another thing that I remember big about that game was like, where didn't Mike Brousseau played? It seemed like every other inning he was playing uh, first base, third base, second base. Uh, out, like, I don't he know was he all outcome, over. He seemed like he was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know. Again, that, that game is such a great uh, example of what the Rays had to do throughout um the the 2019 season first of all they played with multiple guys okay mm-hmm. so you know brendan lau i think went in for matt duffy joey wendell went in there mike brousseau got the start yeah. that random start and you saw the bullpen dominate after charlie charlie gave mm-hmm. you five innings he was like okay i got you through five get me home boys yeah and, and that's exactly what that bullpen did i mean diego castillo was amazing in two innings he only allowed two hits he struck out three nick anderson was just a oh the my world gosh. was introduced to nick anderson's 98 and 99 mile an hour fastball and they were um aghast yes. by it because in a one inning and a third he only allowed one hit and four strikeouts he struck out every out that he needed to get amazing and Emilio pagan with the two-thirds with the punch out mm-hmm. closes it out Really, I, I think if you if you think uh, of the of the greatest moment in the 2019 season, if this is not the top one, I yeah. want to hear from you because I know, yeah. What what is better than this one? Possibly, I have another one in mind. But okay, we'll save I'm that for gonna, another. Yes, there's several other good moments we'll get to throughout the week. We'll each be picking out a couple, I'm sure. Um, but I mean, we can kind of come to a consensus here, and the wild card game, unforgettable unforgettable and and also in the sense of uh i mean you mentioned the the four pitchers that pitched in that game for the race only four pitchers they didn't have to use seven or eight just four guys to to hammer at home um and then the tv broadcast i didn't watch the a-rod broadcast. it was the the stat cast yeah that was the one you had to watch if if you really want it like if you're a casual baseball fan like that would make you love fall in love with baseball because you're not just getting cliches and and hackneyed con it's like real in-depth stuff and, and an understanding of some of these advanced statistics that a lot I mean, of people boohoo you know if you're a casual baseball you know fan and you turn on the game and you hear cliches cliches it kind of turns you off by now because yeah. you're like, oh, man, they're doing it. Even if you don't really like baseball, but you're in company of somebody that loves baseball and you have to watch the game, you're right. like, oh, they're saying the same thing. You tune them out. Your brain just tunes it out. But when you're getting actual good information and, and there are some numbers behind it and you see like cool graphs and, and, and the launch angle and all this stuff and they're trying to like educate you while the game is going on, I mean, what better way – to, to, to pass the time for three and a half hours yeah. than getting actual good content. And that's how you, I mean, that's how you get more people to like baseball and fall in love with it. If you have a better understanding of what you're looking at, you're going to enjoy it more. Uh, Rob Manfred, if you want more people to care about baseball, you need more nerd casts mm-hmm. and less, you know, little things like pitch clock and yes. uh, more teams in the playoffs. Uh, uh, just, Fix the product by actually doing meaningful changes. And a meaningful change would be yeah. more nerd cast, less A-Rod uh, yeah. talking banality. Now, that, that might be more of a TV production issue, but I get your your sentiment of maybe yeah, Rod right. and Fred, hey, if you, you want to increase your viewership, 
here's an idea that like every, I think going forward, at least within the next 10 years, every TV crew needs to have some kind of stat nerd type, like a third guy in the booth, somebody that could go, okay, Dwayne stats, the EA race has done former it. Play, yeah. Remember when Sam fold joined the, the booth with mm-hmm. Dwayne and, and Brian Anderson, that was so fun. And they I haven't been for every game. I know, have him in for every game. Uh, maybe not Sam Fold. I, I know he has another job right now, but it, when baseball resumes and when we can get out of this craziness, it would be really nice to see some good changes done to baseball, maybe on the TV side, and that's one of them. Get some yeah. good content out, out there and, and provide that. Mike up the players too. I mean, I'd, I'd be I'd be glued to more and more game. I'd be glued to every yep. game. And of course. Even blowouts for sure. All right, that wraps <laughs> up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday.